evening and welcome to Horror. Um, I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. I'm Jennifer. Uh, and we are at Horror on Sea currently. Um, as you can hear from the hubbub. Splish splash. We were taking a slash. Um, as somebody at work did point out, actually, Horror on Sea should just be the name South of South End in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maggie also said that. Yeah. <laughs> A wise person, that is. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we're at the Horror on Sea Film Festival. Uh, we are currently in the pub waiting for our dinner. Uh, we are two movies down. Uh, Chris, what films have we watched so far? What have we watched so far? We watched Mr. Crispin. Yeah. We did. Do you remember we that did. one? That was the Eileen Daly. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Crispin was a fascinating guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did we think of that then? I mean, my first thought was just funny, like like you know, good laugh. Funny, ha ha, and yes. funny peculiar. Yes. At the same time. Yes. All of the funnies. Yeah. And something else on top. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much as the one last year. I've oh. got to admit. Um, that? That was. Which is brutal. That, that, yeah, that yeah. seemed to get straight into the craziness. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this one took a little bit, and some of the cutaways were quite long. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely still funny. There were some great scenes. Yeah. yeah. The music, I did like the. Uh, was it a theme tune? If it's played throughout, or not really? I think that's. I think that's one of Eileen Daly's bands. Oh. The Mr. Crispin oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Mr. Crispin yes, song. No, yeah. I like that because it's never like band. Oh. Really. I was expecting that I got to answer the door and not Captain Peacock. <laughs> but I thought he was good, because he was obviously new from... Because obviously they, they must do it the same way each time, where it's like, right, we get a bloke, we tell him what character he's playing, and then we turn up and add lib yeah, around yeah. you. And the guy they had last year was like the doddery old boy, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, Mr. Crispin was a different kettle of fish, but I thought he was really... He was good. a character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good dancing. Yes. I'd like to know what was on his, uh, you know, his sheet for how he should be acting this. Yeah, it would be interesting. I don't, I don't know if they went that far in preparation. No, fair point. Fair point. Yes. There were a couple of bits where I I got confused because I thought someone else had gone missing. She was saying the actor's name, not the character's name. Yes. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah. So she told. Sebastian. Yes. And then she kept calling him Seb. And then when she was standing, Seb is short for Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but when she was leaning against the wall with the missing poster, she kept calling him Sam. That's his real name. Yes, yes. I did. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just. just I thought it was him. Seb. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Just, just yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that just made me. Laugh. But it was the world premiere. It At this mm. point, very few people have seen it except us. Yeah. yeah. It's quite impressive. Yeah. And not only that, but. You know, Eileen Daly's just nuts, but good on her. Good nuts. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like a shoe nut of the uh, yeah, nut good, world. Yeah, good nuts, yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, then... Oh, films? Two shorts, uh, oh, no, there's three shorts, wasn't there? So, so I really liked the rap man of South End. Yes. Yeah. Excellent skills in... Photography? Uh, yeah, photography. So he said he just took the... Took the shots on his way to work, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just on his journey, you can see bits on the train, bits on the. So it's a very creative use of, you know, journey to work. Time, really, yeah. I really, I, I really like that. And we found a flyer for it. Yeah, we'll post up on Instagram or you know get get you some proper information. But this seems to be like an, it's part of an ongoing project that this guy is going to do about 
those stories were supernatural stories from mm. presumably, presumably at the moment just south end, local, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know local to the area which would include us so um, I think we should contribute some but um, mm. yeah so we'll put up like a detail on that or whatever what's your ghost story? I'm going to save it for him so it doesn't not even a hint Oh, Lee was there. I don't remember it. No, that's fine. I was there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Lee got molested by a ghost. No. Lee was the ghost molesting uh, was, other ghosts. There was no molestation. Yeah. There was a strobe light and the smell of extra. Oh, lovely. But, you know, these things happen. And, um, yeah, be your always. Was it a cat throwing excrement at you? No. Very possibly. Unlike our Nice, yeah. Oh, nice yeah. cue in there. Yes. Yes. For Hill's Kitty, which was our next Amazing! It was. I, from the, the trailer we watched beforehand, I was very much looking forward to it. But I must say, it was even better than the trailer made it look. The trailer was a bit like, are they going to throw a cat around a bit? So it looks like it's attacking people. But actually, I thought it was really well shot and edited and all those other things they do with films. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Not and the music. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the music was amazing. I would like the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. Because yeah. the, by the looks of it, I was just looking at the end credits. The mm. main guy in it is also the guy who wrote the director. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nick. Nick, yes. Nicholas Tanner. Um, Tanner. We've got it written down somewhere, haven't we? Yeah, so, so yes, he, Nicholas Tanner, well done. Yeah, well done. He, he did a great job. USA. Now, there was, I did look at the credits, there was a lot of people involved. Yeah, it has a lot yeah. of cameos from the horror porn crossover. Yes, yes here we go, Adam. How many do you know from A, horror, and B, porn? We could guess how many each of us knows. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, probably zero. Zero. Lee, one or two. Zero? No, no, no. I, all of them. I think <laughs> I got four. Four? Well, that is impressive. Adam, I've probably got... I think I've got four I can name. Oh. Um, but, like, that's... Yeah, yeah. That's I had one. Oh, yes, go on then. Literally. Go on, what was it? Nina Hartley. From the world of... Oh. Yeah. Oh! No, you yeah, did not know that. She was, she was the uh, dominatrix was lawyer. Yeah. Uh, I assume she'd probably come from that genre of film. Yes. Due to yeah. her, she, you know, she, she carried it off well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, very little. I felt she brought her own outfit to the... Uh... Well, yeah, that's the things in low-budget cinema. That's what you need to do, you know. That's it. Hire people with the right equipment. <laughs> okay. So who else, Lee, then, do you know? So the obvious one was Adrian Barbeau. When you say obvious... Could you spell that out? So Adrian Barbeau was the woman who turned up as the mother of the girl he dated. Didn't like the crates. Rosemary's mother. Yes. Not Rosemary's yes. baby. No, Rosemary's mother. Yeah, the one who doesn't like boxes. Yeah. As a fear of yes. boxes. Because she's in the crate story from Freak Show. Yes. Which I didn't quite get. I got close to the idea that she was obviously in a horror movie that had a crate. And then I needed a bit of a hint to get that far. I forgot about that. I didn't pick up on that. 
was wondering, because like, it clearly did have references throughout. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I picked up on the Children of the Corn reference, even though, yeah. as I do, yes. I haven't seen it either. No, no I've, yes, I've so never seen Children of the Corn, oh. but I got that. Yeah, so the, ginger, I assume it was meant so the tall ginger guy, oh. I'm guessing, is the ginger kid from Children of the Corn. Oh. And, 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 and the little guy is presumably. No, I think that's the ginger one. I think that's oh, the ginger right, one. Okay. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming he was from something. But we'll, we're going to have a look at him. He looks familiar. So there was the pawn and the book on the side was yeah. who could kill a child. Which oh. again brings you back into the children of the gold. Clever. Any others before we pass to Adam as our uh, So I also got obviously the killer clown from Killer Clowns from Outspace. Um, and I got, of the two priests, the shorter one, the main priest, I recognised him. He looked like he was someone, the way he was there. I worked the out who he was, yeah. and then, ten minutes later, I forgot, and I've not been able to recollect Adam's, Adam's where I'm from. Go on, Adam. No, I don't know. Oh, Adam, oh, knows. Adam knows the other one. I know the other guy. I know the oh, tall one. Tall priest. Yeah. Well, okay, so who's so, the other one? Well, hang on. I've got, I've got to try and remember. So I Go in order. I've got Adrian Bardo. I've got the killer clown. Um, I assumed children would come, but I've never seen it. So I'm, I've got the thing in there. But, Me but and Chris have never seen it. So yeah. we should watch it. Yeah. Ah, yes. what, what was the book, though? Kids Who Love Colin? No, no. There was a, there was a, a film called Children Who, no, no, called no, who Could Kill a Child. And basically, it's a load of adults, if I got it right, turn up on an island and basically get murdered by a group of children because the children act like arseholes and no one will put the children in their place, so they kill everybody. You mean the children act like no children? <laughs> yeah, yes. that's yeah, the yeah. trouble, yeah. yeah. Yeah, children will stab you if they get involved. If you let them, yeah. This is why you don't give them sharp objects. It's not because they hurt themselves, not it's not. they'll hurt you. Oh, well, you don't give them keys to the uh, no. handcuffs and let them off the radio. None of that, exactly. The amount of times when I've nearly posted the cover to the DVD of Who Could Kill a Child at 3am <laughs> and then thought, no, oh, no social services. That's, that's sort of stuff you don't yeah. want out there on your permanent record, yeah. shall we say. That's, that's a flag, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So, but, um, okay, who else do you know? Yeah, so I recognise that small priest, but I, Not I sure. can't think what he's bloody from. Um, tall priest? Tall priest is Doug Jones. He's in the mouth of madness. What? Is he? He's in the mouth of madness. We were on your website a little while ago. Who is he? Who is he then? What does he do? What's his name? What? No, he can't be. No, you're right, he is. Shit, it's definitely right. His name is Bill Obrus Jr. I don't know, but... Oh. What does IMDb say? It's IMDb, I think he's in... Um, I think he's in Rob Zombie films. Oh, OK. I think uh, he's... Like, uh, I definitely recognise him. Because he's in Free From Hell, which is the next... Uh, he does do a lot of work. Anyway, while you're carrying on with this, I'll talk about the cat. Because the cat really was so. Yes, no, the cat no, wait, was amazing. Wasn't there four because who were the other two? Amish. Not priests, oh, yeah, yeah. Amish. Yeah. Amish. 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 Well, Amish. He's in excision. Amish. Tomato, tomato. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm thinking. Well, back to the tall priest. The tall priest is Doug Jones, who is um, Gilmero del Toro's go-to person. He's oh. Abe Sapien in Hellboy. He's um, and and the skinny and the, the 
pale man in Pan's Labyrinth. Um, he's in John Dies at the End, where you actually get to see his face. Yeah. Um, and he's just really great because he's very sort of formed in the bits and bobs. Just remembered one yeah. who was definitely familiar, but I'm not sure what from. The cop who was oh, odd looking. I forgot about him. Yes. Michael Berry. I just remembered yes. him when he said about he looks. Or yes, the other guy. Yeah, right. and he was Detective Pluto, which is his name in Hills Have Eyes. Ah! Michael Berryman was just a fucking test. I forgot Now, this is a bit of an aside, but you just mentioned Guillermo del Toro, and he's made a children's cartoon called, I think it's called Below. Okay. Right. Don't let your children well, watch it. Well, I started playing it, Shelley wasn't impressed. No, I imagine it's a bit scary, is well, it? Well, I think he's tried to make it so that it's young well, Jewish. But what we watched as children was reasonably scary, perhaps. Yeah, well, so, yeah. You know. but, but yeah. I, I didn't expect to see him having done this. Fair enough. Maybe he has children and he thought... Well, I mean, out of all the films I've seen of his, they didn't seem like he was thinking about children. Well, it's the same with Clive Barker. As we said on the episode where we were asked about the books, one of my favourite books is Clive Barker's book that he wrote initially as For a children. kid's book. Yeah, yeah. Is that The Thief of Always? It is The Thief of Always, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not really very for kids because it gets a little bit too... No, but is it? But I was thinking, because we've had the question, is modern horror aimed at children? Or or is it it more about social inclusion? And it would seem that there is still modern stuff coming out that is a little scary. I think the trouble is, is it's dependent on what your point point of doing your show is. Do you want to be nice to people? Um, do you want to have what's um, like a are you doing something to be influential or are you just doing something to scare people? Yeah. I think that's where it comes down to the, the motivation. Yeah, and again, I don't think I, well, I know you guys would obviously because you've got kids, but yeah, for me, I obviously wouldn't have seen anything for kids, so I wouldn't know what. Yeah, the, the medium. She's in uh, Shivers and the Crazies. She's a Romero uh, face. See, now, for a short while, I thought the younger one of the two was Barbara Frampton, but of course it wasn't. No. No. But it looked like her, she was in the dark a lot when you first saw her, and I was like, oh, crap, but yeah. And, and Grandma was Lee Merriweather, ah. who is one of the, one of the, ah. one of the many people I wonder she liked the cat. I get yeah. it now. Yeah, there was yes. a lot of. She looked very glamorous, didn't she? And yeah. uh, yes, excellent. Wait, which Catwoman? Um, I think Lee Merriweather is the movie Catwoman. Like the I thought that was Adam. Michelle Pfeiffer. No, Adam no, West. The original. The original Catwoman. I must have totally Back missed that film. Back in the sixties, you weren't alive oh, yet. Well, I've never seen that. No, you've got to see that because that is something else. Also, I know, I know the series. Yeah, but, and they made a film. But it's, they made a film of it, and okay. it's gone. I haven't seen it either. All oh, right, but it's got. Oh, well, Burgess Meredith and Frank Gorshin, those are the things you need to watch it for. Burgess Meredith is the penguin, and he is brilliant. And Frank Gorshin is the best Riddler. He is unhinged, weird. He would be, basically, Doug Jones would be the one who would play him now. That sort of level of, like, weird, odd hysteria sort of type. Interesting. Yes. So, uh, was that? No. 
Okay, so uh, Should we mention what we're going back to and then oh, we can. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, coming up. <laughs> Next on. Welcome to our. Cute little buggers. Yes. Oh, that our, sounds wonderful. In our next film. Uh, trailer looks pretty good. Looks like it could be interesting. Weird little fluffy things in the woods. No. People Tra-la-la. think they're cute. They're going to kill you. No, earlier, I didn't realise it was actually called Little Buggers. Yeah. When you said that, I thought that was you just... You just thought I was being yeah. rude, didn't you? Yeah. But when Adam talks about his child, you know, <laughs> we know he's not called Little Bugger. But... No, he's called Evil Swine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we will go and watch that and then we will update you on the drive home in the car. Bye. Take care a minute. Bless you, Charlie. Uh, so welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just a quick bit of housekeeping so the reason this wasn't the promised recording in the car um, is that it was inaudible when we uh, listened back to it so this is now one week later and we are sitting down in the new Ooh, Welcome yeah. to Horror Ooh. studio um, to record um, thank you Jennifer for all the hard work she's putting to get it ready um, yeah to record our final review on uh, cute little buggers uh, and apostles as well. We wanted to cover. Yeah. Um, also, just a, a very quick one. Uh, we were having so much fun discussing the films. We didn't actually take the time to uh, to talk about the event itself. Really, mm-hmm. um, it's all put together by uh, Paul Cockgrove. Um, yeah, and I think he does an amazing. It's always really well organised. Everything mm, goes yeah. really smoothly. Um, and I really like the films as well. It must be an arduous task. To go through and to go through so much, a lot. yeah, yeah, because there is a lot, there is a lot out there that mm. would not be worth doing. So, yeah. and we've said ourselves, you know, watching low and zero budget movies can be so hit and miss. I dread to think how many days of stuff he has to sit through to pick out the uh, the good stuff that we get to see in the mm. final choice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so if you're listening, Paul, well done. We appreciate all your hard work. Um, yeah. And the uh, film festival is fantastic. Yeah, it's a highlight of our year. Yeah, we'll be back again. We will. Oh, be. Yeah, and I think also there's it's um, it's one of those things where a lot of the you get a lot of the people coming who have you know the pr- people who produce the film or you mm. know the directors etc. Mm. and actors and things like that who all without sort of without it seeming like sort of you know bullshit do seem to be sort of like, no, we really love doing this festival yeah. because yeah. we actually, yeah, it, it does it's done genuine. well. Yeah. Everyone, you know, we get, we get out of it, you know, we get the publicity out of it, we get the uh, feedback and everything that we really want. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, that's a testament to it because I don't think, uh, it's not like Oscar season, not everyone's going to stand up there and just mm. ball. <laughs> you know, that they're, oh, it's absolutely marvellous and this is the best festival in the world. I think, you know, people do seem to come up and genuinely mean it. Yeah. Mm. And it's not just, it's and it's not just sort of like English crews or anything else like that. No, you know, no. it's people from around the world and all seem to be really uh, taken with it. And mm. yeah. I think it's a great venue for it as well. Um, it's held at the Park Inn Hotel at South End. Yeah. Um, yeah, that room that they've got, the sound system that's, that's obviously inbuilt in there is mm. fantastic. Uh, yeah, they just set up like an HD projector and put it... I mean, it's a, it's a good-sized screen for the room. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's a decent-sized room. Really. Yeah, 
It is, and, and obviously you've got the bar outside, so you can go and have a beer yeah. and something to eat and stuff in between the films. And they have the little lobby with all the merch set up and stuff. So yeah, I think it's I think it's it's a it's a great venue for it. I think it's really well. Uh, yeah, really well organised. I, I think if you did it in a cinema, you wouldn't get as much in terms of people being able to, like you say, like the stalls that they get there mm. and things like yeah. that. But also, I don't know if you'd get as many people in. Weirdly, because it feels less. Special. Well, yeah, it's, but it's also, I think it just, um, in terms of like seating and stuff like that, mm. you know, and it's, but everything there is just very well organised and, but it feels, it feels like a private film club, like yes. from the old days yes. where it'd just be like, oh, it's set up in a hall somewhere or whatever like that. But Spe- that I like, uh, you know, I think that's. I was going to say, speaking of which, I do think we should make an outing. They discussed, um, I, I've only just remembered it now, so I, did, I haven't got the name in front of me. I do apologise. Um, so the White Bus Company do also put on um, a double screening slasher film. Did they say once a week or once a fortnight? Oh night? yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to go to that at some point. So the mm. one they were discussing this week was they were doing Death Spa and Aerobicide. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and which... I was so impressed that you've actually got Death Spa. Yeah, <laughs> boy. I haven't watched it yet, though. No. You did try the other night. Should we, should we watch Death Spa? No. <laughs> and you don't want to see. That coat. I don't think they do. <laughs> oh, <No>. come on. <laughs> Jennifer letting down the side again. Um, but yeah, so I'd love to go to that at some yeah, point. So no, we'll have to arrange an outing for that. And uh, Definitely. Because isn't that the, the guys who are doing, um, I believe it's like a blog or a vlog or a podcast, I can't remember quite which, but it's basically the complete history of Slasher. Yes. Which mm. is kind of, yeah, quite an impressive task to set yourself. It is. It is I said, I, and as someone who isn't, a massive fan of slashers per se mm. they seem to I, I, I prefer a funny yes yeah, so something like Despa or something where mm. it is you do come away uh, with a, a funny uh, experience yeah. rather than it just being an all out bloodfest um, yeah so I think they appear to be doing more of those type of films so I'd definitely be be up for that so I think we should make an out into that and yeah. Uh, yeah. have another little bonus episode Definitely. So, on to the final movie of the festival, Cute Little Buggers. Mm-hmm. They're not normal rabbits, are they? <laughs> um, yeah, I think we all loved this film. Mm. <laughs> I think it was much kind of funnier and quite clever. Having watched the trailer, obviously, before we went to see it, mm. it looked a little bit, for me, you know, kind of same old, same old. Mm. Um, but actually, yeah, the sort of the one-liners in it, and the characters, so the um, the policewoman was quite hilarious. Wasn't yes, she, she was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she incidentally mm. is our link to uh, the next episode. Mm. As she is a she she is a radio reporter in the film Kill List, oh. and in loads of other like Rook films and Ben Wheatley stuff. She's in Prevenge, and she's yeah. in um, Sightseers, I think, and Field in oh, England excellent. and stuff. So yeah, fantastic. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I really liked this film. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Mm. I think a lot of these uh, lower budget films can sometimes try and add that element of humour mm. uh, quite badly. Unfortunately, sometimes. Well, it's like it's like the snarling. Mm. The snarling could have been like you say. It's one of those films where it's like, oh, it's it's humorous, and it's like, no, no, it's not. Whereas the snarling and this, they both had that sort of thing where it's. You're almost surprised 
Yeah. Uh, how funny it is. Yeah. And how, no, that's genuinely funny. It's not. Yeah. I'm not making allowances. I'm not. You know, yeah. That's genuinely tickled me. That's made me laugh. Yeah. Do you know? Actually, yeah, those two films would be a perfect double feature. I think mm. to, uh, yeah. to watch back to back because they are so similar in in style and. Uh, yeah. I wonder, wonder if it helped. That I thought it was a good range. The cast of characters. There's quite a lot of different characters in it, and the aliens were pretty good as well so it's like yeah, quite a few elements back that to them, yeah. Yeah. the aliens were probably my favourite just because that was so sort of Kodos and Kang or mm. <laughs> but but wonderfully that was just the that was just a British office mm. but in yeah. space yeah. invading earth rather than you know in a cubicle selling on a paper so it's <laughs> yeah it was um and again, the uh, for the budget that they had, the CG and stuff was was actually yeah. pretty good. Like I, yeah. I, it, I know obviously we all prefer uh, practical practical effects to uh, to CGI wherever possible. Uh, but yeah, obviously on a budget like this to do something mm. like that, that was obviously the best they could do. Um, yeah, and I thought it looked really good. I, would, I was. Uh, I think again from the trailer, I thought thought, oh, that looks awful. But when you're in kind of watching the film because you've got into the mm. characters and everything else I just almost didn't realise do you know what I mean you, you weren't yeah. sort of picking out the effects and, again, and such you just went with it and it was great because you're friends with the film yeah, yeah. you kind of make it It puts you at your ease you think no actually this is going to be funny this yeah. is genuinely yeah. you know th- th- a lot of work's got it so you kind of end up being forgiving sounds a horrible way to put it but it is like no you go with it yeah yeah. adjust your expectations I think as well like having it be funny Mm. somehow the effects suit that as well so it's like they don't have to be perfect Mm. that's what I was going to say yeah it adds to the to the comedy Mm. I mean to some degree not in a you're laughing at it kind of way but yeah just in a it's a a, a very comic beast everyone because a lot of the characters in it are very sort of heightened and everything else like that so in a way it helped it, again the CG is kind of heightened yeah. yes. you know and sort of not because you'd have to you'd have to have like the things budget to make rabbits <laughs> with grabber heads mm. and things yeah so yeah they've probably you know they've definitely gone down the right route where it's like oh no I can actually have rabbits in this that split open and eat people <laughs> rather than one pretty crappy rabbit yeah. that looks like a dog toy <laughs> uh, yeah so I will definitely be looking out to see what uh, this director does in the future mm-hmm. um, so yeah oh and uh, yeah and the writer as well so uh, Gary Charles and Andy Davey as well we'll have to look out for because um, yeah like you say because of the comedy and everything the script was clearly really well yeah really well written so I think it's uh, yeah it's going to be a good team to watch out and see what they do moving forward because I think because if I remember I think I went out for a pee and they'd been like it had gone so far that we'd seen the aliens then it was kind of like an, like an episode of Emmerdale <laughs> and then, I, or or and weirdly like some sort of, or like a French soap opera because there was a lot of like people in haystacks and then I came back in Missed one bit, and there was it was fucking total chaos. Yeah. Brilliant, <laughs> yeah. It really had sort of like you know. By that point, there were people trapped at a caravan throwing bottles of piss at alien rabbits, yeah. and I was like, I really, you know, I shouldn't have gone for a piss at that point. You know? <laughs> um, uh, oh, and finally, um, the Apostolos. Oh, Apostolos. I think it's, it's, it's yeah. It was Apostolos because it oh. was because oh, um, I think or? it was. Um, I think they do actually 
put Brazilian? it on here. Yeah, I thought Brazilian. I think it was Brazilian, yeah. But no, uh, the uh, no Apostles, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah. That, that was really... That looked amazing. That looked like the sort of murder fun, scenes yeah. in Hannibal. Yeah. Like the TV series of Hannibal. It had that sort of just everything looked incredible. And then you had an interesting, weird <laughs> plot. Because, again, I wonder if there's not... Because they're meant to be redoing the Twilight Zone again. Oh, really? Like, bringing the Twilight Zone back. I think there's something to be said for a Netflix version of the Twilight Zone where you can do, like, Black Mirror, where you have as many as long or as short as you can. Yeah. But genuinely keep it to 10, 15 minutes. Because mm. I think stuff that was... Stuff that was the Twilight Zone that was 25 minutes back in the 50s... Mm in conventional language like the conventions of viewing now mm. is probably about 15 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. but also that would be great because it's like oh, I can get I'll get four of them in during lunch or you know yeah 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 definitely because um, I think that's what Apostolos felt like it had that sort of feel it did just, I, I loved the the colour palette like it mm. was all it was colour but it felt really black and white and then the mm. reds really stood out and stuff like I just thought it was really well I mean, I mean I imagine all that is stuff you do afterwards in colour correction and stuff but it just looked fantastically polished and it was like someone feeding a black forest gatto to your mm-hmm. eyes <laughs> <laughs> nice image yeah really exactly really rich <laughs> And, gooey. and obviously before um, Cute Little Buggers there was the short um, baby monitor yes. from the guys who brought us the Snarling last year. And uh, yeah, yeah. And it was a really unique sort of take on doing a short, or at least mm. I've not seen perhaps enough shorts, but yeah, just the way it built from the start to the end, it was such a perfect escalation. And that, that ending just yeah. left me in absolute of laughter yeah. uh... Od- oddly enough very much precursoring particularly how the aliens react in cute little buggers yeah it's yeah. very much that same sort of thing of you build it up you build it up you build it up oh and I sort of, <laughs> but in sort of like that's that's suddenly gone very <laughs> very normal yes in a good way <laughs> But yeah, that was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. As I say, it's a shame. I know that they mentioned last year uh, when they showed the snarling they were planning to finish their next feature length in time for this. Yeah, I think it's called the Twitching or Twitching Hour or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately they didn't. But that's all right because that means we've got something to look forward to, and that will help us choose which day to go next year. I think. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we've definitely. done quite well on the days. I think we went uh, last. Uh, well, not last year. Uh, yeah, last year, 2018, we went to a very strong day, and I think we did this time as well. Yeah. And we avoided all of the shark films that were yes. on the previous weekend. So, very thoughtful of them to put all the shark films together <laughs> and remove all the posters before the day we went. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. So, yes, uh, in summary, if you are anywhere in the region of Essex around January um, and you get a chance, Definitely go to the Horror on Sea Film Festival. Uh, it's a great weekend. It's held in the hotel, so you can stay at the hotel. Um, two weekends. Uh, two weekends, sorry, yeah. Um, and it's Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so it's six days in, in all. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next year try, maybe try and get a couple of days in next mm. year. Fantastic. Anyway, thanks very much for listening, and have a good weekend. See you later. Bye. 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 Don't forget to watch Kill List.